And welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 23rd of January. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick the day off, the week off, with the scores on the doors as usual. Dow Jones closing up. Breaking a bit of a losing streak, closing the week out. Big volume day as well for the US markets. It was one of the big option expiry days on Friday. So a little bit more volatility than perhaps normal. But we did close up 331 points on the Dow Jones. 33,375, up 1%. We had a high on the Dow of 337, up So only six points off the high at the close, a low of down 96. The Nasdaq having a very good session up 2.66%, 288 points. And the S&P 500 up 74 points in the middle for Diddle, up 1.89%, 74 points, as I say, 39.73. So closing back in on that 4,000 mark on the S&P 500, the VIX volatility index, as you would imagine, given the little bit of optimism breaking out, was down 3.3% to 19.85. SPY futures pushing ever higher, up 34 points, or 0.46 of a percent. 74.28 is the number there, 34 points better. UK markets were a little bit better, up 0.3. Stock 600 up 0.4. Germany up 0.8. France up 0.6. So optimism all round. Looking at some of the US stocks, uh, the big ones, Apple up 1.9%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, was up 2.4%. Google up 5.3%. Microsoft up 3.6%. Amazon up 3.8%. Netflix charging ahead on the back of those better than uh, expected subscriber numbers, up nearly 8.5%. JP Morgan, though, up only 0.2%. Citigroup up 35 Goldman Sachs suffering at the moment, down 2.5%. Bank of America up 1.9%. Wells Fargo up 2.3%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 7.4% as well. So everything in the garden in the US was rosy, with the exception of Goldman Sachs, which not quite so good. Uh, The US tech companies have announced more than 50,000 job cuts alone. And we did see the last of the Fed heads. They do go into a two-week blanket period where they're not allowed to say anything ahead of the FOMC meeting. So that's the last we're going to hear of the Fed heads. Uh, That blanket period, uh, the blackout period, did start on Saturday. But Reserve Chief Governor uh, Christopher Waller managed to squeak in before that deadline, said Friday that he would tolerate a soft recession if it meant bringing inflation down. In other news, in the US, sales of previously owned homes fell for the 11th consecutive month in December. That's according to the National Association of Realtors. Existing homes fell to an annualized pace of 4.02 million houses in December, down 1.5% month over month and 34% year over year. 
We do have some big results this week from US companies. We've got Microsoft on Tuesday, Tesla on Wednesday, coming in Thursday our time. So that will be the biggest day of the season, I think, is, is Wednesday. So that's certainly going to be something to keep an eye on from the US. In commodities on Friday, we had Brent crude up another 1.75%, $1.51.87.76, going pretty hard at the moment. WTI was up just under a dollar or 1.2% to 81.22. The gold price eased back 0.33%, $6.30, And we saw copper up 0.3. Nickel, that is bouncing around quite a lot on a daily basis, down 2.22. Three little ducks. Aluminium up half a percent. Zinc down 0.7. Lead down 2.5. And tonne up 3%. Iron ore slightly higher. Not an awful lot going on in coal. In the US bond yields, 10 years up 8.3 basis points to 3.482. And the US two years at 4.179. Aussie 10s 4.666. So Aussie 10s and US 10s, almost the same. Bitcoin uh, doing quite well, although coming off the top. US dollar index was down 0.05 of a percent. And the Aussie dollar, 69.68 there. Uh, Mining stocks overseas. BHP continues to trundle higher, up 0.8 of a percent. Rio up 1.4 percent. Freeport McMoran up 2.9 percent. Alcoa up 3 percent. Tech up 5.7, Anglo-American pretty much unchanged, Glencore up 2.1, Vale up 0.3, but Arbamile in the lithium space bodes well for Pilbara to kick again after that massive cash pile they revealed on their quarterly, or their results on Friday. Their quarterly's coming out a little later, but um, that was a big, big number from Pilbara. Albemarle up 3.92%, so that does bode well for the sector. Looking at some of the announcements due later this week, we do have, uh, of course, Chinese Lunar New Year celebrations continuing today. We've got EU consumer confidence tonight, and we do have some PMIs tomorrow from the US and the EU. And the big one for Australia, on Wednesday we have Q4 CPI, and of course we do have our Australia Day holiday on Thursday, and the US Q4 GDP number on Thursday from the US as well. So it's going to be quite a big week in some of these uh, economic numbers coming out. In local news today, uh, Treasurer Jim Chalmers is optimistic that the surging inflation uh, could be peaking. And uh, he does see fresh quarterly inflation figures, which are due on Wednesday, are expected to show another increase up from 7.3% in November. Um, But uh, there is a thought that maybe we have seen the peak inflation for a little while at least. Queensland has come out top of Comsec's State of the States report for the first time in the report's 13-year history. Uh, This report considers a range of economic indicators to deliver quarterly results, and Queensland has now the best economy in Australia. Looking at broker research and some of the news out this morning, uh, Pilbara Minerals upgraded to overweight from neutral at Baron Joey. Hardly a surprise. Liontown upgraded to overweight from neutral at JP Morgan. Interesting given the big fall we saw in Liontown on Friday, down 8% capex, uh, increasing 
considerably there, although the project throughput is also being increased as well. Uh, interestingly, too, that Tim Goida bought another million shares. Tim, of course, is the, one of the main movers and shakers behind Liontown. I think he's the chairman, so um, a big vote of confidence there from him. PWR Holdings, downgraded to neutral from positive at Evans & Partners. Estia Health, EHE, upgraded to a buy from a hold at Jefferies. Fisher & Paykel, downgraded to neutral from a buy at City. City Sheet Collective has downgraded to underweight from neutral at Jardins. Sightminder SDR initiated overweight at JP Morgan. And Regis Healthcare downgraded to underperform from sector perform at RBC. Macquarie has upgraded ANZ, but it has downgraded Bank of Queensland, CBA and Westpac and has revised its target on Bendigo and NABs. ANZ upgrade to outperform from neutral target remains 26 bucks 5% upside this is ahead of course of the banking numbers that are due out in may so we've got a little while to to wait for the um, the bank results there bank of queensland downgraded to underperform by macquarie cba downgraded to underperform from neutral target cut to $94 from $95 so not a massive cut there westpac downgraded to underperform from neutral target cut 23 bucks there and ASIC is tracking legal action against Santos alleging misleading environmental disclosures not much else out this morning at least at this time it is 20 past 8 so maybe a little bit more to come in the next 10 or 15 minutes but so far not too many announcements well that's it from me question of the day today though a bit of a general question and heading into the post-holiday period, looking to gear up again the on-the-couch sessions. Who would you like to see on the couch? Who would be your CEO you'd love to see interviewed? Or maybe even a fund manager? Or maybe even a market participant in some other guise? But love to have your thoughts and ideas and who you would like to see on the couch. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>